Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Running Sprint. Um, joined by our special guest this week, Frida, welcome back. We're gonna, um, gonna get cracking with, I think, following on from what we spoke about last time with um, all of the injuries and things that you've seen throughout your, your career as a, um, a chiropractor, uh, what's the gnarliest injury you've ever seen from someone? In clinic or just in general? Ah, oh, well, whatever. In the or- I guess should we go for related to the orienteering world? Um, personally, it's probably my own ACL injury. Um, because <laughs> 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 uh, that was pretty pretty big. Um, it was basically it was orienteering injury, not a common one, but mm. uh, yeah, I jumped down from a ledge and only landed on one leg and on my right leg and it just went the wrong way did you have to get rescued out of the forest uh, or were you able to yes I did (laughs) yeah luckily um, some people saw me do it well they saw me not coming out of the bush that I landed in and (laughs) (laughs) a friend came and tried to help me out Um, she tried to like support me out and that didn't work I couldn't put any weight on that leg at all um, so she actually got Gustav Barryman to carry me out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, that's an experience. How long, how long did that knock you out for? That was a year. Ooh. Oof. Wow. Yeah, that was six, five months waiting for surgery, building up strength while waiting for surgery, and then seven months of rehab after the surgery. That must have been really tricky like mentally really tough yeah yeah that was hard um if i hadn't been absolutely off yeah completely high in a and e i would have cried a lot there (laughs) (laughs) yeah the painkillers worked yeah yeah very well they do they do a good job um so how did you keep your motivation throughout that that period of injury and rehab and just religiously doing that um i actually made some really good friends at uh, the place that i did um, all my physio um so there was three other girls who had done it was my age who'd done the same injury and we just kept meeting up every week at the same time and doing all the rehab together that really helped oh wow yeah that sounds fantastic because it's always that yeah you're injured and you feel just isolated from your normal social group of runners or cyclists or whatever and um yeah that sounds fantastic actually yeah that was it was nice just to make some new friends in different areas um i kept trying to go out on orienteering events while i was injured and just watch which was it was okay but it was all it was nice to see friends but it was also really hard not to be able to go out yourself Mm. Mm. no i can imagine can imagine um and then what's the uh, what's the injury that you know when when someone comes in with it to to clinic you just roll your eyes and go oh here we go again come on guys this is this is getting ridiculous now <laughs> it is mainly the oh it's really painful so it must be a nerve that one really makes me go oh god here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> trap nerve exactly it, trap nerve is not very common and it's it happens it's very it's very easy to diagnose from what they tell you because there's certain things that normally happen so for example if it's in your 
um, in your neck you always have pain down well always but most of the time you have pain down the arm and it's in certain positions that it does it but I think people just underestimate how much pain muscles can cause you <laughs> really yeah because a lot of times say 90% of the times it's a muscle that's causing their horrible nerve pain and not uh, not actually a nerve yep in denial again they're absolutely in denial <laughs> Oh, definitely. Right, I'll remember that next time someone tells me they've got nerve pain. Um, <laughs> they call them out. Um, and you're obviously a, a Swede living over here in the, the UK uh, now. What, um, what do you find the most frustrating thing about, about being here in the UK, whether it's the orienteering scene or life in general? I think the hardest bit with orienteering is that you have to have so much land permission Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah, in Sweden you can you can just, you know, for a training, I can just pick a forest, do a course, whereas here I have to, have, you know, we have to get land permission or I have to do it in parks. Um, so, yeah, the lack of access to forest, I think, is the, the main thing. Yeah, and because mm. we're in the same club where we are, it, there's a lot of military owner own the land and... Um, let's just say recently they haven't really enjoyed giving us permission to compete on uh, on any other places and so it makes it really hard to hold major events because they can just take the permission away like you know at a day's notice pretty much you know if they decide they they're going to train on there that day there's like goodbye orienteers so it's very frustrating i can agree Mm. yeah i can see that don't fancy risking it you know just they can't they can't all be great shots well, we the, the thing is, you can go on there as an individual, you know, that's fine. Oh, you just can't and run there, but it's having an organised event. You can't, you can't do. So right. there are a few areas around us which they do fire live rounds on. There's ash ranges, um, and you know, but when they have their red flags up, then everybody knows, right? No, you don't go. You know, you could actually properly get shot. Like you don't go mm. on there. But every other place. Um, and apart from a few that they've actually fenced off now, um, it's pretty like okay to just kind of go there when um, as an individual, and you can run, but you can't do an actual event. Yeah, just gotta do your best to stay out of the military exercises. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there have been a few. Um, have you come across any like grenade? There was like some smoke grenades going off. Have you had that? Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to start <laughs> running once. Like, I'm going in that direction and just heard the, like, yeah, I heard the things go off. And then I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to run, run around. Run around. <laughs> yeah. It's, quite, it's pretty safe to be in there, but you just, like, we'll just let them get on with it. And we'll, you know, respect that. They don't that need a respect civilian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I seem to remember someone telling me something about British Knights a few years ago where they came across people in camo like for night operations on an, on the British Knights champs oh, that'd be that terrifying be true though that would be <laughs> scary there's a few times yeah you come you come across people at night or they've got a camp up and then it's got like tripwire around the whole like encampment and so I've um, been a victim of that a couple of times oh really what happened with the wire <laughs> oh, just well, fall over oh uh, yeah there was one, specifically one time there was some tripwire like across a quite a prominent track or I was like running on this on the side of like a big kind of forest road basically and I was only quite I was only like about 
12 or 14 or something like that and I absolutely floored it and it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like a gravelly track it was it was really horrible that was I, I still remember how and it's just because mm. it shocks you as well so you're just kind of you falling over and and you just don't expect to fall over so it's it's even worse basically <laughs> it's horrible oh god yeah <laughs> so add, add that one to your list of injuries into the clinic then Frida of you know <laughs> impact by <Yeah>. tripwire <laughs> yeah exactly odd one but uh, we'll add it to the bunch mm-hmm. <laughs> unique yeah um, and I, I think I could know the answer to this one already um, with your ACL injury but what's the uh, what's the worst mistake you've ever made in orienteering or seen someone make in an orienteering race? I think we should go away from injuries on this one. What's the worst? Yeah. What's the, just the orienteering mistake you've seen make or you've made? Oh, the one I've made, I know exactly. Uh, it was on Gotland in Sweden. Gotland is just famous for being absolutely flat as a pancake with lots of those sticky bushes everywhere, uh, like juniper bushes. And I started first of everyone and I made, I think I ran on the wrong track, made like 90 degree error. Um, it was probably about 400 meters to the first control and it took me 40 minutes. Um, oh. I had, there was a one point, <laughs> was at one point there was a like kid who, I stood in a, in, a, in a junction of a path, there was a control there. I couldn't work out, there was a big dip next to the path and I was like, I don't know where this is. And there was a little kid that came running past uh, and he punched a control and I was there trying to look over his shoulder, see which one he was on. Uh, and then his dad came along and was like, do you, do you need help? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> uh, I think said, I started first and I was the last one to punch the first control. Oh my God. Oh. That, is, that is impressive. Well done. That's I know, seriously I impressive. I finished a race and I wasn't last. Well, hey. Oh, fair play. <laughs> Good. Gotland is seriously hard. <laughs> wow, I, that's impressive that you didn't just give up there and then. Have you have you have you ever not finished a race apart um, from being injured? No, I don't think I have. Not that I can think of. I think I've finished everything, um, but it's probably taking me a long time for a lot of them. <laughs> I'm just that stubborn. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I think a lot of us are in the same position. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And what's your favourite race? Middle distance, definitely. Okay. I like the lots of controls where I have to be kind of constantly focused where I'm going. Mm. I like to plan long routes, but running them, I just, my mind wanders. I like the constant focus of just bang, 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 like some controls after each other. Mm. Mm. And what's Absolutely. the favourite place that you've ever orienteered? Should we end on that one? What's your favourite place you've ever oriented? Oh, good question. Um, I quite like, there's an area in Sweden called uh, Helsingland. It's really rocky, but I really like the way the terrain looks there. It's really open with lots of moss covered and it's just, it's really pretty, but really technical in the same way. Uh, so where O-Ringen oh, was dreamy. in uh, Mohead, that was great. Mm-hmm. And, and, and anywhere you still want to go that like a bucket list place I love to go orienteering here oh, I've seen the um, uh, Greenland they do a like midnight race at times Ooh. and I'd mm-hmm. love to do that so midnight in summer so it's still completely light that I would quite like to do that would be cool 
That would be, yeah. I imagine that it must be a completely open map and very rocky and everything like that. That's my picture of Greenland anyway. Yeah, exactly. And apparently they're marked um, as forbidden areas on the areas where the um, sledge dogs are because they're quite territorial. <laughs> yeah, don't That's go unique. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Uh, well, we'll we'll end, end on that on that positive note about uh, heading to Greenland. Hopefully, you'll be able to get there this year, Frida. Once uh, you know, coronavirus opens everything up. Well, we're through Hopefully coronavirus and everything to get opens anywhere up. Anywhere than the UK, yeah. that would be a start. Yeah. <laughs> Going home exactly. would be a start. That would be a good start. <laughs> it would be nice to see my family again at some point this year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully you'll be able to. And thanks very much for coming on. Uh, really yeah, no appreciate worries. it. Thank you.